completely impromptu episode of Straight Outta Cline, as you can probably tell because there's no music playing in the background at the start of this, and I don't think there's going to be any music at all, really, uh, in this one, because I just kind of had a lot of, you know, pent-up emotions and thoughts. I just wanted to get out, and this is the platform where I love doing that, uh, probably more than any other platform, and fuck it, I'm just going to... I'm just going to get into it. So, I'm recording this very late on Tuesday night. And to be honest with you lads, I've just felt like shit all day. I'm also slightly paranoid because I'm convinced I saw something in my room earlier. And then I started to hear a bit of squeaking. About like an hour later. So I'm convinced a mouse is after getting into my room somehow. Now, I'm not afraid of mice, but what I am afraid of is mice chewing wires on my PlayStation 5. So that's getting me kind of concerned. But just apart from that, I was just kind of feeling shit today, which is so weird because yesterday I felt brilliant. Last night, I should say, at the time of recording, I felt brilliant because I returned to acting lessons and, oh my God, all I could think of afterwards was, why did I wait so long to go back? Kind of similar to when I went back to Phoenix. It was like, how the fuck did it take me this long to go back? Well, I kind of knew why with Phoenix. A lot of it was down to the fact that college was just taking up a lot of my time. But um, I, I, I felt great. I had a great first class with uh, Actors Vision is where I am. Uh, I'm not going to go too much into detail about what went on because, you know, sworn to secrecy and all that. But no, in all seriousness, it was absolutely fantastic. And... It was just it was just great. Got to meet a lot of new people as a huge class uh, looking uh, over a script at the moment, which is quite exciting. It's great to be back in the groove and I, I felt great. But it's kind of weird how like the mind. It's just weird how the mind can work. My mind. Is like it's like a broken roller coaster is the best way I can describe it. I feel like I'm someone who either experiences unbelievable highs or really, really bad and dark lows. I feel like I'm never in between. Honestly, I always feel like I've, since the age of about, like, 15, I'm either happy or I'm sad. There's never, like, I'm content. I'm never just, yeah, I'm I'm fine. It's either I'm great or I'm feeling down. And that was kind of what made today and yesterday just feel super, super weird, for, like for me, just personally. And, like, I don't even really know how to, like, describe, I don't know what the end game of this episode really is. It's literally just me hitting record, talking into a microphone about how I'm feeling, and let's just see where we end up. But there was one thing that happened, right? And it didn't really bother me instantly when I saw it, because I wasn't overly surprised. But then today, it kind of just hit me a bit more and did make me kind of feel like shit. So I'm not going to mention any names, right? Because I don't want to start like a big public feud with someone. 
But this is just something that happened with me that, as I say, I wasn't that surprised, but it still kind of still kind of hit me below the belt, I felt like, a little bit. So, I'm involved in many industries, right? Obviously, the pro wrestling industry. I'm in the podcasting industry, the streaming industry, uh, which is something I need to address soon. Because um, I've been having some technical issues, which have interfered with some series, but... Uh, that's something I can talk about another time. Um, what else am I involved in? Obviously, the acting industry. I There's a lot of things that I do. And lately, some of them haven't gotten as much attention as others. But there's someone from one of these industries. I'm not going to mention which one. You can work out which one it is yourself. But there's someone from one of these industries who I met a couple of years ago. And this is someone who I would have been a really big fan of and someone who I was very happy to get to meet on a personal level and get to work with and learn from and get to actually uh, experience their work up close and personal just a few months ago. Who would have been like the last person for such a long time I would have thought there would have been any issue or animosity with. And then the last couple of times I was around them, I felt like they were very standoffish. Very much like they didn't want to talk to me. And I felt like, in a way, the way I was reading it was they almost kind of felt like they were too good for me. That they were like above me in in some ways. And don't get me wrong, in the industry that we're both in, they are leaps and bounds above where I am. But... The sad thing is, as I remember this person saying before, they didn't think that because they were in the industry longer that they were above anyone. I remember their exact words were, I don't uh, view anyone above anyone else in this industry because we all we all love it and we all, you know, want to be a, a part of it and, and that's all that matters. And I feel like lately they've kind of gone back on that, which is a shame. Listen, I'm still a fan of, who they, of, of their work and who they are. But then the last time I saw them, And this might slightly give away the industry that they're in. But I was in the airport coming back to Ireland from a country that is quite nearby. And uh, I went to say hi to them and they completely blanked me. Like I didn't even get to say hi because they saw me and just kind of went, just turned away. And you know, at the time I'm thinking, okay, listen, we've, we've both been in this the country we were in for a few days, they might just be tired, whatever, like, I won't read into it too much. Now, I did see them talking to someone else that we knew, and listen, I was quite tired as well, but it was literally just going to be a high and by, and that was going to be that. But, for whatever reason, they didn't say hi. And then, like, sometimes when you go onto social media, which is another fucking thing that can wreck my head, you might notice, oh, I, I have one less follower than I did the other day. And I just had a gut instinct it was this person who had deleted me. And I checked, and lo and behold, it was. And, you know, at first I was like, that's so weird. Like, there's, I can't think of any reason that there would be any animosity between me and this person. Like, there's literally never been a bad word between the two of us. Always got on really well with them. Was always very complimentary of um, their work and couldn't really fault them in any way to be honest um 
but here we are and and I I'm still really none the wiser as to why there might be an issue it's funny I did a podcast previously um related to one of these industries so again I'm not going to say which one it is I'm sure people can work it out themselves and the last ever guest for that podcast originally was going to be that person but we just could never get around to it and it's just kind of weird now how, how everything has ended up because I was actually hoping maybe to get them on here um, relatively soon because I thought it would have been an interesting conversation and it would have been great for a lot of people to listen to but I don't think that's going to be happening now which which is a shame so it will be interesting when I see this person again like what the attitude will be like and I've kind of made my own I've kind of made the decision in my own mind I'll wait for them to come to me. I, I'm not going over to them. Because it's it's not it's not my issue. It's their issue. So if they want to come to me and tell me what it is. That's up to them. But uh, yeah. like So to kind of get where I was coming at there. Like when I saw it. I was kind of like. That's kind of weird. But you know. Whatever. And then it was just today. I don't know. Was I just like overthinking it or whatever. But it just kind of got to me. It really did. And it just kind of started unlocking some other memories of like how like my friend group now is completely different to what it was even this like literally this time last year it was around this time last year it was it was changing um this like this this week has been the week of anniversaries both good ones and bad ones um but more specifically this week is a year since I started the acting for stage and screen course in CSN. And, like, I think I said it on the Instagram post I put up. It was one of the most wild experiences I ever had. But definitely one of one of the happiest. With some amazing people. Some very interesting and colourful characters. But I look at every single person that was there from the start of it to the beginning. And I can't imagine the course without them. And, like, one of my friends in this course, I'm not going to mention who, because, again, I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but they made a great point about the people in the course who weren't as close with a few of us. That almost brought those of us that were close even closer, because we had the ones... It's not like we all just kind of got along. It was like there was a few people we got along with, but it made the ones that we really got along with, it made us get closer with them, and it was absolutely fucking just amazing um and yeah like i i just i I can't put into words like how happy of a time that was but i feel like i've completely lost my trace of uh, train of thought now what was i about to say oh yeah so when I saw this person that unfollowed me and stuff, it started to kind of bring me back to how certain other friendships had ended. And this one friend in particular who I, who I was, like, ridiculously close with. And we don't talk anymore. And now that was my decision to stop talking. So I would like to just clarify that. It was my decision to be like, nope, I've had enough of this. I'm done. And I have my reasons for that. And they know my reasons for that. And it doesn't need to be discussed further. But even though it was my decision... It doesn't make it any easier. It doesn't make it any easier when it's your decision to end a friendship. Because there's so like there's so many good times then that like 
it's almost like you don't want to think about them anymore. But it's very hard for you not to think about them anymore. Because they are such happy times. And with this person from this industry, one of my favourite ever memories from this industry was actually the day I met this person and we did, I suppose I can say the word, we did a seminar and it was fucking great. And I feel like that memory is almost a little bit tainted now. Which is such a shame. Because, as I say, I'm I'm still a big fan of this person as a performer. Like, there's that old adage and that old saying, separate the art and the artist. And I think I've gotten better at that lately. I mean, some people are probably too good at it. There's a lot of people who want Chris Benoit in the WWE Hall of Fame, which, if you really do want that, you're a fucking idiot. Um, because your actions outside of your art should never... Excuse me, your actions uh, in your... Yeah, I was right the first time. Your actions outside of your art should never, um, you know, be... No, no, sorry, I was wrong. It is the other way around. How good you are at your art should never be bigger than your actions outside of the art, especially when it comes to, you know, murder, fucking suicide. But anyway... That's just, that's a little, that's that's a talk for another day. But, uh, yeah, and it was just weird how, like, this one small little incident with literally one person just got me thinking about so many other things that, like, really, really played on my mind. And this isn't, like, a thing of, oh, when I start going on about, like, BPD and stuff, because I don't even think this is, like, a BPD thing. I think this is just, like, this is just a human thing. Um, not to say that if you have BPD, you're not human. I mean, I have BPD, and I'm human, so... Yeah. I don't really know why I had to clarify that. But, yeah, like, I, I just... I just thought that was crazy. Because, as I said, it is a week of anniversaries. It's all, it was also the two-week anniversary... Excuse me, two-year anniversary of my Phoenix Wrestling debut, which, again, is another ridiculously happy memory, and thankfully... I still talk to everybody who was there that night. Some people who haven't seen, to be fair, for a long time, um, who were there that night. But not one bad word to say about anybody who was there then. That was a great memory and a, a great experience. It was a lifelong dream come true. Still can't quite believe it happened to a certain extent. Like, it's even just now we're talking about it, it's like, wow, that actually happened. And I know I've been on a few shows since, but you never forget your first, you know? Uh, and it was it was fantastic, but um, the the main anniversary I suppose is my granddad's fifth anniversary, which is bloody mental that it's been five years since he passed, and this is something I've been dealing with, and I don't think I've ever actually spoke about it with. I've spoke about it with literally two people, and one of them is a licensed therapist, and the other person is involved in psychology so I I only spoke to people who know that side they, like they look at it as a uh, as their as part of their profession since granddad passed away I have done so many things like to to honor him like it was funny actually I was watching back Phoenix Wrestling's uh, fourth anniversary show I hadn't actually watched it after it happened um I watched back one match because I just kind of wanted to see. So I watched back the tag team title match that I refereed just because I felt like I made a couple of mistakes in the match and I kind of wanted to watch it. I needed to see it for myself. And 
wasn't actually as bad as I was anticipating, but there was a couple of things that I knew I needed to work on. But that was just more of like a critical point I was looking at. It wasn't like from like a, oh, I want to feel shit about myself. It was like, okay, next time, how can I do a bit better there? And obviously I got some great feedback from people in the match and, um, and, and from others as well, which was great. So I really, really appreciate that. It was great feedback that I kind of needed to watch it back to kind of go, oh, okay, I, yeah, now I... I already knew what they meant, but now I can see what they meant, which was great. But I was uh, watching it back, and uh, Corporate Keen, the commentator, actually referred to me as Joseph Turl, which was great. And even though I wasn't really sure what name I was going to be using going back, Keen has almost kind of made up my mind for me. Yeah, I'm going to be using the name Joseph Turl. But since Grandad has passed, I've, as I said, I've done a lot of things in his honor, and like as proud as I am of the things I've done with wrestling and with acting and with podcasting and whatnot, there's always been this part of me that's felt guilty. And it's so hard for me to like describe it properly, but there's that part of me that feels guilty. Like why did I only start doing these things after he'd already passed? Now, having said that, it's not like, you know, granddad died and like the next day I was, training with Phoenix and going to acting classes. It was, I mean, Grandad died 2017. I didn't start training with Phoenix until 2020 and I didn't do the acting course until the year after. So, you know, there's that there as well. But, um, it's just something I've always had trouble dealing with. It's like, oh, like, he would have loved, you know, even if he couldn't have physically been there for the Phoenix show, the first one. He would have just loved hearing about it afterwards and oh, he would have loved going to a show eventually and, and you'll be seeing me officiating people who are twice my size and far better athletes than I'll ever be. Um, but, you know, he would have loved that. And then I think about my first ever theatre show, Dividing the Nation, because Grandad was a very patriotic Irishman and um, I, you know, I, I just think back and like, oh, he would have been so proud of me playing Cottle Brewer. Like, that would have been... I just feel like, for some reason, with that one, I'm just like, oh, he would have fucking loved that. He would have absolutely loved that. And it's just such... It's just so, it's something I'm just... I'm still dealing with to this day. Is like, how do I... How do I overcome this guilt? You know? And... It's a very... Like, so, from the people I've spoken to, like, they've all said that like that's just that's something that you know nobody else feels that way apart from me <laughs> you know nobody else is sitting there going yeah dylan geez that's a really shitty thing to do like going off at you, doing all these cool things um yeah your granddad would be really pissed off at you obviously they've all said to me he would be fucking delighted and the fact that like you know i got to i that first ever phoenix wrestling show i did i was introduced as joseph Turl. um uh, you know that uh that's something that, even though I would have, I'd swap that for him to be there. You know, they were saying he, he'd be thrilled with that. And obviously, everyone knows I'm quite religious. And I do believe that he does see what's going on. But I just wish he was here physically to see it, you know. And it's just weird how the mind works, you know, in relation to that. How, like, despite the fact I'm, achieve, I'm after achieving so many really cool things. And hopefully I get to achieve more things soon there's almost that negative side of it where you're like, oh, I feel kind of crap about it because of this reason. 
And like, I'm, you know, going back to that friend I was talking about earlier who I, I don't talk to anymore, where I made the decision. I know they're doing things in a certain industry now. And yeah, there's that part of me that's kind of bitter. Like, why couldn't, why couldn't we be sharing these moments together? And we should be. But I remember this is the same person who, when I made my Phoenix debut, um, my referee debut, they were like one of the first people I saw afterwards and they could not have looked less interested if they tried. Made it all about them, just started talking about things they were doing and it was like, essentially it boiled down to the fact that if I did something, it was kind of glossed over, but if they did something, oh no, we gotta, we gotta celebrate and we all gotta be super supportive. And that was something that, no, that's one of the reasons we fell out. It's not the main reason. It's definitely, it's one of the main reasons, but it's not the main reason. And there was a lot of other things. Like, one other thing, fuck it, I'll talk about it, is I always felt like in the setting that we were in, this person had no problem standing up for other people, but would never stand up for me. Even when people were clearly in the wrong. And, you know, it's weird how stuff like that, even, you know, a year and... Actually, I was going to say a year later, but really it's... that's That stuff was going on for about two or three years. So here we are two or three years later from when it started it still kind of gets to me. And I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is. It's just, I don't know, is it just like because I'm once again switching jobs this week, which is something else I'm going to talk about uh, in a second. But I don't know, is it that thing of like, I've just kind of got a bit of time to myself now. And even though obviously I'm looking over scripts and I'm I'm back doing, you know, workouts and stuff and I'm um, planning on, you know, doing other things as well. Uh, there, there is still that downtime where I'm like, oh, it's just me and my mind, and I just, I'm just overthinking things, which is like the only kind of good thing about thinking that there is a mouse in my room is because it's kept my mind occupied. But it's very quiet now, and I'm just, you know, it's almost too quiet in here now. I'm convinced I saw something run, something like run across my floor, and then I thought like, was I just seeing things? But then I definitely heard something squeaking, so. I will try and give an update on that soon. As I said, I'm not afraid of mice. I mean, I'm, the only thing I would be afraid of really with them is the diseases they carry around, but it's more I don't want them chewing on any of my fucking wires. Because there would be hell to fucking pay, you little shit, if you are indeed in this room. But anyways, I don't even know what I was just talking about. Uh, oh yeah, but, you know, the mind being occupied and stuff. Um, yeah, I think it's just led me to overthink a lot of these things and... Really, like, something that really helped today, and I actually made a TikTok about this earlier because I kind of wanted to voice it. I was feeling really shit today, and I was like, I just didn't say it to anyone. I was just like, I just had it in me that I was feeling shit. And I just text a friend. And everyone knows, like, I, I send voice notes. I don't really text these days. I just kind of send voice notes. Unless it's my mother. I think I've sent one voice note to my mother ever, and I just can't. I... It's weird, like, I never text my mother, really, at all. I just ring her. Because I see her pretty much every day anyway, so... Um, but it's more... I, to some people I can't text, I have to ring them. And to some people I couldn't even dream of ringing, I have to text them. But, anyways, I was feeling shit, and I was just like, I just... Fuck it, I'm just gonna text this person. And I just sent them a voice note, and was like... I'm just kind of feeling shit today, to be honest. I just really feel crap. And just from saying that, I instantly felt better. 
I instantly felt better about myself just for saying, I just kind of feel shit today. And it sounds so small and it's so fucking like just. It's so minuscule, but yet it makes such a difference. Had a conversation with them for a while, just about a couple of things. And yeah, I, I instantly felt better. And I just felt like I kind of wanted to come on here and share that part, like, in particular. Um, about, like, how voicing things sometimes can be... Um, voicing things sometimes can be a... It can be a way of just... When, when something is made... When it's put out in the open, it's like, okay, it's not really a thing anymore. Like, I remember Anthony Smith saying... That he, when he would get nervous before a fight, he would just say to his coaches, like, lads, I'm, I'm actually kind of nervous about this. And he said, because he said it, it wasn't like a thing anymore. It's like the, the nerves kind of went away because it's like, now it's not like an insecurity. It's it's out in the open. Um, and that was, that was something I kind of, I kind of, that was thinking about that when I, before I text my friend to go, hey, look, I'm feeling kind of shit. It was like, yeah, like maybe, maybe when you do voice it or you do like put it out there, it doesn't become such a thing anymore. And I think that, I think that's great. But going on to something I just touched on there about switching jobs. So I'm doing something really fucking weird at the moment. I'm switching jobs, but I'm not leaving the building I was working in. <laughs> I'm just going to be working in a different office in the same building, which is going to be fucking weird. It's going to be really fucking strange, but I'm looking forward to it in a way. But you know what, lads? I was so sad leaving this job. I really, really didn't want to leave. Honest to God, I didn't want to leave, but I just felt like I couldn't stay. And I'm not going to go into like too much detail about like why I'm leaving and stuff, because, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to mention the name of the company I'm working for, but, uh, or was working for, I should say, but it's just like... It is just kind of weird how, like, that's, you know, I'm still going to be seeing people going in and out. And that's the sad part, because the main thing I'm going to miss from this job is the people. This was the first job I ever had where I actually felt like, wow, there's a lot of great people here who I really, really like and have a lot of time for. And the fact now that I'm not going to be working with them anymore, it's pretty heartbreaking, not going to lie. I think that was kind of playing on my mind a bit that I finally, like, I made even more friends. I've got more new friends, and now it's like, well, I'm not really going to be seeing them as much anymore. And and that was something that kind of got to me as well. But again, this was something I spoke about with my friend, and it doesn't feel like a big thing now anymore. It really doesn't. And I suppose, yeah, the kind of... The moral of the story here, lads, is it's good to talk. You know, don't be one of these people that's a walking, living misery. You know what I mean? But never be afraid to be open about how you're feeling. And I think that it might sound like a small lesson. And even today, like for me, it didn't seem like it was going to be that big of a deal. But when I actually did it, I went, wow, I'm sure there's a lot of people here who like don't actually take these steps. One of those people, I think, was my dad. And like, this is something else that's not been playing on my mind, but it's something that does creep into my mind Every now and again. I'm not going to say all the time, but regularly enough for me to notice it. Um, 
that, that you know, to the point where I'm going to talk about it now. My dad was 25 when he died. And again, I'm sure most of you know this, but if you don't, just for context, my dad committed suicide back in 2001. I didn't know him. He wasn't a part of my life. I was only three when he died anyway, but even in those three years, he wasn't around. He saw me twice in those two years, and one time was by accident. <laughs> and it's not something I'm, like, sad about or that I, you know, it doesn't, like, bother, like, it doesn't play on my mind or anything. It's just one of those things where it's, like, it is what it is. It's just something that I, you know, that's, it's just part of, you know, my history, I suppose, my family history. But, uh, he was 25 when he died, and I'll be 25 in February, which is what? October, November, December, January, February. So, yeah, just around five months away, just over five months away. Uh, actually, what date is today? Today is the 20... Yeah, this is going up on the 28th, so... October, November, December, January, February. Yeah, five months today. Five months today, I'll be 25. And that's just, like, crazy that, like, I'll be the same age as he was when he died. And it's funny, like, where he's buried, like, that row of graves where he's buried that row is known as suicide row and like when you walk down there there's so many like young people who took their own lives like east cork has the second highest rate of suicide per capita in the world the only place that has a higher rate is some town in new zealand and that's fucking crazy when you think about like let's think about the whole world and then think about not not cork east cork one specific part of Cork. Like, it's a very... That's a small place to have that high of a rate. And it is mostly young men as well. And that's why I think this is important too, because there is still that thing out there where men, I think, struggle to talk about their issues. I think I'm past that. I think i am gone past being afraid to talk about issues. I think I'm very open and honest and unapologetic about a lot of these things, which I'm quite happy with. Um... But there's a lot of people out there who aren't. And something as small as just saying, I feel like shit today. Would you be up for a chat? Something as small as that to say to your friend could make a huge difference. An app I can't recommend enough, and I've already spoke about it billions of times. But to be open and honest, it's an app I'm going to be going on to again soon, uh, is BetterHelp, which is a counselling app. Um, So you get matched with a licensed therapist and the best thing is, is you can switch the therapist if you feel like the first one that you match with isn't if you're not clicking you can switch and it's great they're very reasonably priced uh no awkward waiting times sitting in uncomfortable waiting rooms you get to schedule um a meeting with your therapist and it can be over text it can be over video it can be like a phone call whatever you're more comfortable with i prefer the video call because i kind of like seeing i like talking face to face with people um so that's what I prefer, but that's something that uh, if you haven't checked that out, I think you should. Because I've always been kind of critical of the mental health services here in Ireland. I've always found them to be kind of crap. I've always found them to be, just from my experience, I've never really felt like I've had any long-term benefits from any of them at all, which is uh, a shame. But better help is something I've gotten so many benefits from. Without BetterHelp, I don't think I would have done the acting for stage and screen course. Without BetterHelp, I don't think I would have ended these toxic friendships that were really bringing me down and putting me into a very dark place where I felt like I was the least important person in that group. And without BetterHelp, I don't think I'd be 
doing this podcast. Like it really got me out of a lot of ruts and even things from years before that I had never really spoke about with anyone. I was able to finally open up about them and it's like I was allowed, I allowed myself to let go of four or five years of pain. That's kind of the, the best way I can describe it. There was all this pain and torment built up over a number of years and it's like I finally just allowed myself to let go of it. And yeah, it might creep in, you know, every now and again. But even small steps like I did today, talking to an old friend about like how I was feeling and getting their perspective on it because they work in the industry of, you know, dealing with people's mental health. It was, you know, it, it really, really, I wouldn't have been able to do that a few years ago. But now I feel like I can. And I encourage anyone out there. And it's not just young men, by the way. This is for everyone. Don't ever be afraid to speak up. Asking for help is one of the toughest things you can do. But it's one of the most brave things you can do. And you don't want to be a statistic. Trust me, you do not want to be a statistic. Like hearing that uh, thing about East Cork having the second highest suicide rate per capita in the world... I don't want to be a part of that. I want to be the change in that. You know? And thankfully, I feel like I'm taking the steps to, to do that. And yeah, that's kind of that's kind of everything for me, lads. As I say, it was a very impromptu epi- uh, episode. I literally just kind of decided on the spot I was going to do it. Um, and yeah, I, I, I am going to end with a promo. But for once, it's actually not even going to be a wrestling promo. It's an MMA promo but it's very wrestling inspired is the best way i could describe it let's change it up a bit this is a an episode being released on a random day so we'll change up the promo style a little bit but um there will be another episode this friday as per usual and it will be a guest episode which is really really exciting i'm hoping to have that recorded uh tomorrow or the day before what the day before the day after tomorrow or the day before Of course, I had to say something stupid like that right at the end. Just for that, I'm going to slap myself on the wrist because that was a stupid thing to say. But uh, tomorrow, what was I saying? I'm hoping to record that either tomorrow or the day after. And I'm looking forward to to having that up because it's been such a long time since we've had a guest. And yeah, enjoy this great UFC promo, which just goes to show how deeply rooted pro wrestling is in mixed martial arts. Talk to you all Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, referee Mark Goddard has called a stop to this contest at four minutes, 33 seconds of the very first round. Declaring the winner by I was a heavyweight for a long time, and I loved the division. 
I never knew what I could become. But tonight I got the answer. I'm a two division champion, baby! Now, DC, this brings you to a very elite class of human beings, one of the rare people to win titles in two different weight classes, and one of only two to hold two weight classes simultaneously. Joe, I am 39 years old, <laughs> and I've been second a lot of times, but today, I finally accomplished everything. From crying in this very same octagon last year, almost a year to the day, to becoming the UFC heavyweight champion. Joe, it is the most amazing thing I've ever experienced. Now, Joe, let me get this microphone for a second. Hey, listen to DC. Listen to DC. There's a guy that I've known for a long time. He's a wrestler. He's an All-American. He's a former UFC champion. I never thought I would fight him, but Brock Lesnar, get your ass in here. Oh, 